Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 381. I'm joined by Nikki Guns in this one, and we go through our NFL picks, our preseason picks. We see how we did in the divisions. We picked the divisions and wildcard teams. We see how we did in that one. All the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast guys, we do a review of that. And then we give our NFL wildcard picks, and then we talk a little bit about Coaching, the coaching carousel in the NFL. Even we even talk a little bit of uh, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball at the end of this podcast. Not not much, but a little bit in this one. Uh, if if you're gambling, you know where to go. This is my bookie AG. Use that promo code Darth at checkout. D A R T H, just like Darth Wager, and use that promo code. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. No additional cost to you. Get a hundred percent sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you use my bookie AG. You play, you win. You get paid, my bookie AG. All the picks that we give you, whether it's NFL, college football, uh, NBA basketball, college basketball, Major League Baseball coming up in the spring, all those picks are free. You can get them at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner ad while you're there. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red, my first book. Click on that, and when you buy something on Amazon, a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. My whole... Array of books, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You can get them from my publisher, thewordverb.com. And for Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download it to your favorite electronic reading device. Let's get to it. Podcast 381 with the guns. The big quiz, Nick. The big quiz. The first one of 2020. Podcast number 381. This is a wide receiver that also wore number 89. But I remember him. On the Giants, wearing number 81 from Berkeley, California, a second-round pick, 34th overall in 1996 out of Michigan. Ooh, I should know this already. Out of Michigan. He played his whole career with the Giants, although he did sign with the Chiefs but did not make their final roster in 2009. He was a Super Bowl champion. He's on the New York Giants Ring of Honor. He is, I believe, the all-time leader in Giants history for receptions. Yep, 668 receptions in a game. Uh, most receptions in a uh, playoff career. Amani Toomer. Amani Toomer. Got it. The Michigan. Also, I kept thinking Michigan. Yep. He also has Giants records for receiving yards in a career, playoff uh, receiving yards, most receiving TDs, most playoff TDs receiving. Uh, most receiving TDs in a playoff game. He had three against San Francisco in 2005. Most TDs in a playoff career. I already said that one. Uh, punt returns, 47 in one season. Wow. He was a pretty good uh, returner in the beginning of his career. Uh, most 100-yard receiving games. He had 23. So, and most 1,000 receiving yards in a career, five different times. Amani Toomer. New York Giant. Gotta, gotta be happy it's the New York Giant. This is something I'm not happy with the New York Giants, Mr. Guns, their coaching search. I'm I'm not pleased. I'm not pleased. I I'm a little concerned uh that they are playing these games and stuff like that. And is it really gonna be Jason Garrett? Is that why the Cowboys are holding back and not Releasing him from his contract. His contract is up not until January 14th. 
What 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 do you think's going on there? A little cat and mouse play with the Giants and Cowboys? Uh, I think as far as the Cowboys go, uh, I agree with what you put on Twitter the other day that um, any headlines Jerry Jones can get, any anything that brings attention to him and the Cowboys, he's going to eat it up. So the fact that every day there's another interview, he's already had three interviews uh, with his son, with Jerry Jones and his son, the GM, and uh, nothing's come out of it. Um, it. To me, it's just a game Jerry's playing to get attention. I don't think the Giants have interest in him. Uh, I don't think they're going to go that way. I just wonder why the Giants haven't brought in uh, more people to interview uh, as of right now. I don't know what they're looking at or what they're waiting for. Maybe they're waiting for some college guys. I don't know. They're not bringing in McDaniels. They've already heard enough from him. That that, that tells me McDaniels is not interested in the Giants. Yep. And their shit show with David Gettleman as the GM. These are some things I, I'm, I'm looking at. I When the Giants went through their shit show in the early – 90s after Parcells left. And they had Ray Handley in there, who everybody loved. It turned out he was, it was too much of a job for him. Who did they bring in to replace to stabilize the organization? They brought in a grown-up. They brought in Dan Reeves and stabilized the, the whole organization. I think they needed to do something like that. Unfortunately, the Redskins beat them to the punch and they took the grown-up out there and Ron Rivera. It's a riverboat gambler. So now... I'm wondering, do you talk to Jim Swartz in Philadelphia? It, it's twofold. Swartz, former guy with the Browns when Belichick was there. And he has done a marvelous job with the Eagles. Tons of injuries this year. And not only strengthens you, but you get a guy in his second job. He was with Detroit first, just like Belichick was with Cleveland first. And, and he's supposedly done all the picking of the defense for the Eagles, who they should sign. And I think they did it to throw them under the bus. It backfired because now the Eagles' defense has played pretty well. So you weaken the Eagles and strengthen yourself at the same time, and you bring somebody that knows that division really well. I think that's a good sign. Greg Williams. What he did with Cleveland looks even more impressive this year, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Is is they're like like – you know how Kaepernick's kind of like blackballed? Is Greg Williams kind of blackballed? Like, yeah, you can come back and coach. And what are the two organizations he gets to coach with? Two of the uh, – your boys are going to hate me for this. Two of the most hapless, worst-run organizations ever, the Jets and the Browns. Yeah. He's been banished. I'll take Greg Williams. I. He might be blackballed, though, to be a head, head coach yeah. after, after that whole Bounty Gate but scandal. But he seems yeah. like a leader of men. Yep. So now I go for my reaches. I want Mike Leach. I want somebody out there, off the wall. If you're not going to get somebody in that knows what they're doing, like a Jim Schwartz, a Greg Williams, let's bring in Mike Leach and let's roll the dice. Let's roll the dice. you got nothing to lose if you're the Giants. Because it looks like as long as Gettleman's there, we're going to have a decade full of futility. So don't feel bad, Jets and Browns fans, because guess what? My Giants are just as fucking hapless. Oh, man. <laughs> about your boy Rule? You know what? I, my, got, my buddy, my buddy uh, Paul, big Giants fan, has season tickets, and he loves Rule. And he keeps sending me these videos of Rule speaking, and he seems like the real deal. And he worked for the Giants for a year, yeah. I guess. So, offensive line guy, which I like. So, yeah, maybe. maybe he's, got, he's got the look. He does have the look. All right. So, before we give our picks, we got to go – Back in time. I, I got I got the DeLorean out front. 
I got the flux capacitor working. We're going to get that baby up to 88 miles per hour. We're going to go back in time to August. Go back in time to August, Nick. And these are these are the preseason predictions. Oh boy, sure to go wrong. From the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast, guys. Oh boy, we were right on a few, but boy, were we wrong on some. The leader for most correct is tied between yourself. Now this is for playoff. Teams this is for division, division winners okay. and wild card. Okay. The guns. Darth Wager and AK-47 all had five perfectly correct. I'll give you them, right? The NFC East, both Darth and AK-47 had the Eagles. The rest of us had the Cowboys. We're close, not far off. For the NFC North, Darth, AK-47, both had the Packers. So did the Joker. Myself and you, Nick, had the Vikings. Yep. At least they made the playoffs. So you should. I think you should get like a half a <laughs> half a credit for that, right? For the NFC South, Darth, Nicky Guns, AK forty seven, all had the Saints. The Joker and, and the coach, myself, we had the Falcons. If it was the last half of the season, we get that right. <laughs> the West, the West was a wild one. AK forty seven, Darth Wager got that one wrong. I had it wrong. We all had the Rams. Guns, you had the Seahawks. You weren't off by much. In fact, you were off by three inches on that goal. Yeah, line. wow. The Joker had the 49ers. Nice. So, so far, one of us has gotten every division correct so far. So now we go uh, NFC wild card. I had the Eagles. I think I should get half a credit for that. Yep. Darth Wager had the Vikings. Ding, ding, ding. Darth Wager, four right out of the first five. That's impressive. Nick, you had the Rams, AK-47 had the Cowboys, and the Joker had the Saints, so he gets a half a point for that. Uh, and then we have the second wild card. <laughs> Guns, you had the Falcons. Oh. AK-47 AK had the Eagles. No, he had the Bears. I'm sorry, the Bears. I had the Lions, which looked good after three weeks. Yeah. And now they get the third pick in the draft. Wow. Uh, Darth Wager had the 49ers, so half half a credit for that. And the Joker had the Eagles, half a credit for that. So not bad. The AFC is where you made your hay, Nick. That's my home, man. That's that's where I'm that's the home. Everybody oh, I'm sorry, Darth Wager had more right than everybody else. I forgot to give him credit for the Patriots. The so Darth Wager had the most uh correct. We all had the Patriots, we all got it correct. AFC North, we all had the Steelers. Except for the Joker who had the Browns. We all got it wrong. AFC South. I had the Titans. Wasn't too far off. Nick, you had the Texans. And Darth and the Joker had the Jaguars. AK-47 went with the Colts. Uh, AFC West. Uh, we all had the Chiefs except for the Joker who had the Raiders. Wild card. I had the Ravens. I get a half a point. Nick, you had the Titans. Okay. Good call. Yep. And the only one that got the Bills. The Joker. Wow. Had the Bills. Uh, AK-47, Darth Wager had the Chargers and the Browns. They go, both got that wrong. Nick, you had the Ravens, so you get half a point for that. I had the Broncos, a little bit off. So pretty interesting. The only division we didn't get right was the AFC North. It was the only one we didn't have a, a, a correct answer on. So Yeah, Ravens came out of nowhere. Yeah. 
Well, not necessarily. You you had them for the playoffs. Yeah, they they're. But not the best. No one saw that coming. Not the yeah. best team in football. Yep. We didn't see that coming. All right, so let's take a break, and then we'll come back with our wild card round picks in the NFL. Please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast guys, NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, even Major League Baseball. They're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play, and it takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. And we're back for the Saturday wild card games. Oh, boy. We're starting off in the great state of Texas. Houston is taking on the Buffalo Bills back in the playoffs after they did like a little reboot last year. They're in the playoffs two years ago with, with uh, Sean McDermott. Did a little reboot. The line started off at three. It's now two and a half. The total is 44. It started out at 39 and a half. So that's really grown. Look at this one. What you got? All right. So first of all, shout out to Hoya Hoops for his uh, turning us on to the Musburger take on uh, on Veasan. Yes, on first time quarterbacks and their play and uh, how horrible first time uh, NFL quarterbacks do in the in the in the wild card round, only winning twenty two percent of their games. Uh, great, great little uh, blip he, he he turned us on to. Thanks for that, Hoya Hoops. Um, <clears throat> one other quick. Uh, blip here in the last 15 years so since 2004 there's been 13 times when the home team in the wild card round has been an underdog in those games the home team has gone three and ten straight up and six six and one against the spread the under in those games has come in nine times so just shows that uh underdogs at home do not perform well in the wild card round and they don't score a lot of points um, so that's going to come up a little bit later. Okay, with did, the Eagles, did a little bit of research today. Um, half the tickets, fifty percent of the tickets are on the Bills. Fifty um, percent are on Texans. So uh, the public hasn't really drawn a side yet in this game. Um, I've liked this Buffalo team all year. Uh, I like the way they play. I like their style of football. Uh, the big concern for me here, and, and here it is, uh, you know, a first-time guy in the quarterback and Josh Allen. Um, He's inconsistent as it is, and uh, as you know, years have gone by of watching playoff football, the speed of the game turns up a notch this weekend, and I don't know if he's going to be ready for it. Um, with that said, not a huge fan of uh, Houston. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. I know Watt comes back, but I, I don't know if he's going to be the Watt that um, he was when he left. I think this game is going to be low scoring. Uh, I think the Bills are going to want to ground this game out and limit possessions, and I think sometimes Houston's okay to play that way. I don't think that's uh, where they make their butter, though. Um, the the thing that is going to lean me toward the Bills here is uh, the Bills' style of play. The thing the Bills do is they stop the deep ball. Uh, Tredavious White, shut down corner. They're going to stick him on either Hopkins or on Fuller and take that option away, and they're going to make 
Texans and Watson, who is the better quarterback. They're going to make them beat them down the field uh, with long drives, and I'm not sure that they can do that. Uh, with that said, I le- loved it at three, but I'm going to lean at two and a half. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills upset alert to win the game on the field. Very nice, very nice. I I liked it at three also. I do like the Bills. I, I did a little bit of a deep dive. You know how I look at third down, conversion rate, red zone, uh, touchdown percentage. So I, do, I, I looked a little bit deeper. So I broke down how they did against playoff teams. So overall on the year, the Bills were 24th in the league in, in third down percentage on offense. Against the top-tier teams, it drops to 29%. 24 for 83 on third down. So they're already not very good on third down percentage. They get worse against good teams. The Texans are eighth in the NFL. 44% conversion rate. It goes down slightly to 40%. They're 25 for 62 against playoff teams. Uh, So advantage Texans. Red zone. The Bills are 17th. They convert about 57% of the time during the season against the top-tier teams. It's about 50%. Not much of a difference there. The Houston Texans, they convert 64% of their red zone possessions to touchdowns. That's 7th in the league. Against the Saints, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Titans – they converted 12 of 16 times. That's 75%. And if you consider they never got to the red zone against the Ravens, that's pretty that's pretty good. Right? So advantage Texans on offense. But this is what scares me about the offense for the Texans. You got Fuller, might not be at full strength. Kenny Stills, not at full strength. So you have the better quarterback by far. By far, yep. You got Nuke. You got, you got Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson and Nuke together. But that's a great secondary mm-hmm. for the Buffalo Bills. And now they just have to worry about Nuke and not really worry so much about those other two guys because they're banged up, they're not full strength. I think that takes away the advantage the Texans have on offense. So now I look at the defense. The third down conversion percentage against the Texans, second worst in the league during the season. 49% conversion rate. Against those good teams I mentioned earlier, it gets worse, 53%. So they don't stop people on third down on defense. I know Watt's coming back, but just like Fuller and Stills, what are you getting? Red zone, percentage on defense. The Texans are the worst in the league. 71% of the time, teams convert into touchdowns. It's not. I mean, it gets a little bit better against the good teams. But it's still not good. 12 out of 19 times, teams score touchdowns. That's 63%. Meanwhile, you got the Bills, seventh in the league, stopping people on third down. And guess what? At 36%, against those top tier teams, it, it, it rises to 38%. That's not bad. Red zone defense, 14th in the league, about middle of the road. And it gets a little bit better against the top tier teams. That D line. For uh, the, the Texans, 22nd against stopping the run. 29th in pressuring the passer. So even though Jared Allen, young kid, he's not going to get a lot of pressure, 
with that with that Houston rush coming at them. I think advantage Bills on the defensive side of the ball all day long, all day long. The Bills they do have some injuries. They got Shaq Lawson, uh, who's playing behind Jerry Hughes anyway. That hurts a little bit of depth at the defensive line. But I I I am liking the Bills at plus two and a half. And with that defense, everything I talked about, and the injuries on the Houston offense, I like the under of 44 as well. So I like the Bills, plus 2.5, and, and I like the under, 44. And I think, uh, just one last word on that, I think McDermott is very good at taking away, almost like Belichick, he's very good at game planning and taking away what you want to do on offense. Advantage uh, coaching-wise, I'm going to give it to Buffalo. Absolutely. So we go to our second game on Saturday. The New England Patriots. Playing, I think it's at 8 o'clock, sorry, is it 8 o'clock? 7.30, 8 o'clock. 7.30, 8 o'clock. Uh, 8.15 I have here. It is now up to 5. This line started at 6. It dropped to 4.5. It's now New England minus 5. The total is 44.5. Nick, you can lead off again. Go ahead. So um, all week we've been hearing about it's uh, the demise of the Patriots. Uh, the run in New England is over. The dynasty's ended, and uh, the public is all over Tennessee at this point. Um, when you look at teams that give New England trouble, uh, Tennessee has what gives New England trouble. Um, they're able to run the ball. They don't have one single weapon to beat you. They throw to numerous people. They don't have that one alpha. Um, they love to pound it with Henry. They play physical on defense. And uh, the Pats have been struggling. But I'm going to make this real quick and real simple and real easy. I've seen this before. I've heard it before. Until I see the Patriots beating at Gillette, until I see Brady walk off that field with his head down. 2009 Ravens. Right. Until I see it. Listen, the dirtiest player in the game, brother, it's Flair and it's Belichick. Pats win this game on the field going away. It's not over yet. They will play again next weekend in the divisional round. Um, just for the record, Pats have never gone to the Super Bowl when they've had to play in the wild card round. So we'll see if it's something they can uh, make happen here. But I think it was a huge loss for them having to play this week. But this is the kind of game where when you think they're down and you think they're out, don't put your money there, brother. The Pats will come out and cover these points and win this game. Give me New England, five-star, stone-cold, lead pipe, lock of the week. Oh, that's your lock of the week, too. Okay. All right. So I, I'm, I'm only picking the game because I'm going to pick every game. I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh, First-year quarterback in the playoffs, Tannehill. Very fam- He's 0-6 in Gillette. Belichick is very familiar with the warts of Danny Hill. Yeah. So that, that pushed me over the edge to take the Pats. Um, I think the advantage uh, for the Titans on offense is red zone. Uh, they are first in the league in red zone offense. Uh, they convert 75.5% of the time. Uh, and against the good teams, against Buffalo this year, Kansas City, the Texans and the Saints, they converted 7 out of 10 opportunities in the red zone. So a little bit of a decrease, but still pretty good. Patriots are 26th in the league in the red zone this year. 
and they were 45% against good teams. They played Buffalo, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Texans, the Chiefs, and Buffalo again. So uh, Titans have the advantage in the red zone. I just don't like it against the Patriots in the red zone. Uh, third down efficiency, they're both about the same. Uh, this is where the Patriots will take advantage of the, tech, uh, the, the Titans. The Titans' pass pressure is 32nd in the league. That's not going to get it done against Mr. Brady. If he has time to pick you apart, he will, and he's going to. Um, the the offensive line stuff, like Belichick's on a scheme to They're take, go- take Henry away and force Tannehill to win this game. Yep, they're gonna, and they're going to score a touchdown either via special teams or a trick play or something. They'll have something up their sleeve. Uh, red zone defense, you know, as good as Kansas City. Uh, I'm sorry, the Titans are in, in red zone offense. They're just as bad in red zone defense. Not very good. And Patriots red zone defense fourth in the league. They make it very tough to score. So that neutralizes the Titans' uh, advantage uh, on offense there. And you know who's the best in the league at stopping teams on third down? The New England Patriots. And you know what? Against good teams, they're still very good. 24% conversion rate on the season against good teams, it's only 31%. So uh, advantage, Patriots there. But Titans are pretty good on third down too. Uh, Injuries, uh, Jason McCourty uh, at corner. Um, Not sure if he's going to play or not. Uh, The Titans... They have some injuries as well. Uh, they're starting right quarterback, cornerback, um, Dory Jackson. He's hurt. Uh, Adam Humphreys, a wide receiver, he's a little banged up. Uh, so that that kind of that kind of matters a little bit. But I'm going to take the Pats. But that is not a game I'm going to be betting on. So uh, previous matchups: Tennessee won at home couple years ago against them 34 to 10 i remember that game yep and then in the playoffs two years ago the pats beat them pretty badly 35 14 so there you have it let's uh take a break before we get to these uh sunday games thanks to our show supporter my bookie ag everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on where you bet is just as important go to www.mybookieag they have live in-game betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG, that is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use a Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major into wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And we're back for the Sunday's game. What happened? What happened? We get the Indiana game. Oh, picked off. Pick six. Yep. Oh, Indiana. The coach is happy. He picked them in his pick em, his bowl pick em league. The Sunday games. Nick, the Vikings, and the Saints. You know, they put in that rule about pass interference because of the Saints. And they don't review it. And you know who it screwed over pretty badly? The coach, because he had the Seahawks in the Super Contest. But it, it also screwed over the Saints because now they got to play the Vikings. Yep. So they get screwed twice. Um, let's see. The 1 o'clock game, that's good. That's really nice for Mr. Kirk Cousins. Yep, I have that in my notes. The spread is 7.5, and, a half, and the, the total is 49.5. Big number. 
Big number in a playoff game. Uh, Nick, I'll lead off in this one for you. Uh, this is, I I am liking the over. I had it at 48 and a half. It's, it's moved up. That's fine. I'll still like it because I think this game is well into the 50s. Uh, and I am leaning to the Saints. But it's just a lean. I am not going to bet on it. I don't trust Kirk Cousins, even though it's 1 o'clock. I don't trust him. And are we sure the Saints played that tough a schedule? Remember in the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, tough schedule, tough schedule. You go, let, let, let's look at their games. Let, let, let me, let me. Let me let me open up open up the uh, the app here. Let's see because we're talking about oh they had they had to go into they had to they had to go into uh, what, Chicago and win. Is that Chicago game look like a good game? Uh, ah, man, my damn phone won't open. Figures. I have them. These are the Saints have played as good teams. The Texans first game of the year. Right, first they won on the last drive of the game. Right, fifty seconds left. Yep. So you got that. You have the Seahawks. Right, they played the Seahawks. The, uh, the San Francisco 49ers in a barn burner, and Tennessee late in the year. Let's look at the. Let's look at their games. Uh, <laughs> the Texans, the Rams. Does that game look good now? No, they lost to them. By the way. Uh, the Seahawks we talked about. That was game three. 12-10 win over the Cowboys. I, I know it looked good because the Cowboys were pretty good then, but is that an impressive win now? Is that a Bridgewater game? That I think that was yeah, a Bridgewater yep, game. Yep. Uh, the Buccaneers, 31-24. The Jaguars, 13-6. Bears, 36-25. They gave up 25 points to that Bears offense. The Cardinals, 31-9. Falcons, they lost to them 26-9. Buccaneers, 34-17 win. Panthers, the, they were, the Panthers were dead team walking at the time, right? They beat them 34-31. Falcons, they beat them 26-18. Lost to the Niners at classic game 48-46. Beat the Colts, who were dead team walking 34-7. One on the road at the Titans, 38-28. That's an impressive win. And then the Panthers, last game of the year, they won 42-10. Not exactly murderer's row, is it? Nope. All right, so just, let's keep that in mind when we talk, think about the Saints when we're talking about them. I do think they have the advantage on third down uh, offense. I know the Vikings are ranked ninth in the league in third down percentage on offense, uh, conversion rate. But against Green Bay, the Eagles, Kansas City, Seattle, and Green Bay again, the Vikings only converted 32% of the time compared to 42.7 all average for the year. The Saints were consistent about 42% all year. Red zone offense, Saints are very good, 11th in the league. Uh, but so is so, so uh, the, uh, the Vikings are pretty good too. So that, that's a wash. Uh, offensive line, I think that goes definitely towards the Saints. In this one, they have the, the best run blocking team and the third best pass blocking team. The pass blocking for the Vikings is middle of the road, 14th in the league. Defense, the Vikings have the advantage there. They're pretty good. Uh, although the Saints are sixth in the league at 34%, but against those good teams, 
they, they, the good teams converted 44% of the time. So it drops significantly against good teams. And then red zone defense, uh, the, the Saints are bad. Nine for 11, the good teams scored on them in the red zone touchdowns. While the Vikings were second in the league, 43%, uh, about 43%. It went up a little bit during the season uh, against good teams, 53%, but it's still much better than than the uh, Saints. Uh, this is why I'm leaving the Saints, though. The D-line for the Vikings has not gotten it done all year. Breeze is going to have time. Uh, they're going to need to stop Kamara, and they haven't stopped the run too well this year. I am going with the Saints. I will lay the 7.5. I think this is a revenge factor game for you know the miracle game that happened with Diggs. I think this is a revenge factor game for not getting to the Super Bowl last year. As bad as I talked about the Saints in the beginning, and Cousins playing at 1 o'clock, I'll lay the 7.5. I'm leaning that to the Saints, but I will bet the over in this game. What do you got, Nick? Uh, total agreement on the over. I like it even if it's over 50. Um Right now on my bookie, uh, the line went back up to eight and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I'm pretty surprised at. So people must be really putting it down on uh, New Orleans. Um, that offense is rolling. Uh, that team's playing well right now. Uh, tough place to play indoors um, in New Orleans. I love the time slot. One o'clock. Cousins covers close to 60% of the time when playing at one o'clock. And Zimmer's one of the best coaches in the league against the spread. Um I think all the momentum right now, all the energy, people are all over the Saints. I just think whether it's 7.5 or whether it's 8.5, I just think that's too big of a number. I'm not betting the team. Minnesota has been struggling, but now they get back a Dalvin Cook. He's been, uh, hasn't missed uh, any, no limitations in practice all week. Uh, he's been one of the best backs in the NFL. I think they come out and slam the ball at the Saints. I know the Saints have had some injuries on that D-line. I think that game plan, uh, lots of heavy run action, coming up play action for Cousins. Thielen's back, Diggs on the other side. I think they have enough weapons to give uh, this defense pressure. A lot of scoring, I agree. I think it's going both ways. I think uh, Minnesota will do just enough to keep it close. I don't think they win the game, but I think they keep it within six. I will take the number here. Give me the Minnesota Vikings as a lean, but I love the over. I like the over, too, yep. but I'm not going to bet that game. But I, if I have to pick one, I will pick the Saints. Last game, the Seahawks are at the Eagles. And this is my oh boy, coach's clipboard lock. I am taking the Eagles. Wow. I am taking the Eagles. It's down to, unfortunately, to one and a half. I bet them earlier in the week. I got two and a half, though. But I'll take the one and a half because they are winning this game, as you like to say, Nick, on the field. I, I, I know there's an advantage at quarterback with with Russell Wilson. I think it's a wash in the coaching spot. I love Jim Schwartz on defense. You know, Peterson surrounds himself with good people. I don't know if he's a great coach, but he surrounds himself with good people. The Seahawks are they're outgained per game by seven yards every game. The Eagles are plus 29 per game. The Eagles have advantage on third down percentage on offense. Red zone offense, they have an advantage there as well. Although, you know, the Seahawks aren't bad, but the, the Eagles are third in the league. 
The Eagles are fourth in the league, converting on, on third down on offense. And guess what? They get better when they play good teams. And not like when they're playing the Giants or the Redskins and stuff like that. Against good teams, Green Bay, Minnesota, Buffalo, New England, Seattle, who they already played. Right? They're very good in the red zone and on third down. Uh, O-line, the pass rush. Okay? The, the Eagles, the Eagles, uh, the offensive line, much better, although the right side is hurt for them. Okay? The right side is hurt for them. But that the the Seattle offensive line twenty fourth protecting protecting Wilson. I mean, he gives him a little bit more time because he can use his legs. But he was running for his life against San Francisco defense that was struggling right, at the end of the year here. Defensively, the red zone for the Seahawks is not good. Twenty sixth in the league, right? and against good teams. It, it, they're converting 60% of the time. So, and the Eagles on defense red zone, middle of the road, but against good teams, they're better. Okay? They convert 47% of the time. The Eagles win that battle. Not only that, but teams only get in the red zone 2.7 times per game against the Eagles. That's fourth in the league. The Seahawks, 3.2 times per game, 18th in the league. So not only are the Eagles good in the red zone, they don't let you get down there. Jim Schwartz, baby, go to the Giants. Uh, the, the, uh, the Eagles, better D-line stopping the run, better D-line pressuring the passer. QB advantage goes to Wilson. Coaching advantage, I'm going to say it's even. I love the Eagles in this one. I know rookie first-year quarterbacks. One of them is going to win. It's going to be Carson Wentz. He's going to get the little monkey known as uh, Nick Foles off his back. And and I'm taking the Eagles. Lock it up. Plus one and a half. Uh, this game, I've been back and forth and around about. Uh, look at it from a few different ways. Uh, both teams, like we talked about, like you talked about, are decimated by injuries. Uh don't know if Zach Ertz is going to play. Don't know if Lane Johnson's going to play. Don't know if Sanders is going to play. They signed uh, they signed Holyfield's son or something off the practice squad from Carolina or something. Brandon Brooks, the guard, is yeah. really good. Is out. 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 I mean, they years. are banged up. Um, yeah. and They've been dealing with that all year, though. Yep, They're they have. Um, so these two teams met earlier in the year, and uh, Seattle pretty much you know had their way besides a late touchdown from Philly. Um in a big game, I like Peterson as the coach. He, he usually in these big spots finds a way to win these games, comes up with a game plan. Um, Wentz has uh, been playing like uh, he could be the MVP right now, the way he's played down the stretch with absolutely nothing around him. He's got no pass catchers healthy. Uh, that worries me against this Seattle team. Uh, the thing that worries me about Seattle. Um, can't run the ball. Well, not only they can't run the ball, they always want to run the ball. Instead of just cutting Wilson loose, I mean, this Philadelphia secondary is horrible. Uh, they should just cut him loose and let him throw the ball all over the yard, and they could probably light it up here, but they won't. They'll, they'll run the ball and run the ball, and then when they are absolutely forced to, then they'll let Wilson cut it loose. Um, in a spot like this, I think Wilson uh, usually finds a way to get it done. Um, he's made his living, his whole career, off of winning games like this. Uh, traveling east, off time on a Sunday. This will be like the primetime game on Sunday. There will be a lot of action on this game. 
Um, this is a game I'm going to stay away from, but to go with our picks, I am going to go with uh, – I've been going with them all year. I'm going to stay with uh, the Seattle Seahawks here, but it would not surprise me in the least to see uh, Philly def- defend home turf here. But I'll take Seattle for the record. Also for the Seahawks, Michael Kendricks and linebackers banged up. Yep. That's going to allow, allow Wentz to throw to those uh, those tight ends. Yep. Well, at least Go- and, Godert, he might be the only one of them, Godert. And but, yeah. Dwayne Brown at tackle might be out too for, for uh, Seattle. That hurts them on the offensive yep. line. Two teams just decimated by injuries. And Seattle has won and covered five straight games against the Eagles. This is the Darth Wager theory. The worm is going to turn eventually. And we talked about all year, you know, the parlays, the teasers. What's that one game that's going to screw you over? Can't you see it being this one? I could. I, I wonder where the money's going to come in because I've heard, I've heard it on both sides. I've heard people all over Philly and people all over. Just all year, Seattle has gone on the road this year east and covered all year. Yeah. See if it changes this week. But like I said, if I, if I had to pick one coach to win this game, it's Peterson. Yep. There you have it. Let's do a recap. Let's do do a recap. So my best bets, let's see. I I go back and look here. I like the under 44 in the Bills. I also like the Bills at plus two and a half. Those those are locks. I also, uh, let's see, I like the over. Uh, My lock is the over in the Saints at 49 and a half. And my coach's clipboard lock of the week is the Eagles plus one and a half. Nick, what was your your locks here? All right, so my locks are, I really didn't, I got a call, I like the over in the Saints. Yep. I didn't say this, but I, I really, really like the under in that Eagles-Seattle um, game. I think that's the both teams are just going to see who makes the first mistake. Yep. So those are my two, and then my five star is the, pa- the Patriots. The evil underlords of New England. <laughs> Overlords of New England, I should say. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, there's been a lot of baseball stuff going on. I, I know it's football season, but... There's a lot of weird stuff going on, like the commissioner died in the NBA. Yeah, ex, uh, David, David Stern. Been, been, Sam Weish died, the ex-coach of uh, Cincinnati. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, like a lot of weird, like, I agree. I, I'm focused, but... I'm watching the bowl games. I'm into those. There's and, been a lot of stuff going on. We, yeah. we usually do a death bowl. We, we, Darth Wager, and a Joker. Yep. And Darth felt bad because he, he picked the, the George Bush, the, the, the older one, the oh, president, right. and yep. he died. He goes, I feel awful that I won. Yeah, I remember that last year you did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this weekend will be high energy college uh, NFL. Once yeah. that 4 o'clock comes around and you got New England on their prime time Saturday night, that place is going to be rocking. So, but baseball's been like the Twins signed a couple pitchers, yep. uh, and, and I, I thought they got great deals. You know, the Yankees. You know, Garrett Cole pitcher got suspended today. Yeah, D- yeah. Domingo German yeah. got suspended yeah. for eighty-one games. But not yeah. only that, Garrett Cole yep. is starting petition in the clubhouse that, that they can grow facial hair. Oh boy, and it's causing lots of problems. I'm sure. I totally made that up. I'm trying, just oh. trying to fuck with the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to get the Yankees all, all mad. All mad. But let's talk the Dodgers are going to pick up Mookie Betts. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And then Nolan Arenado, 50-50, gets traded before the season starts. Yep. Like crazy stuff going on. Baseball's been dead the last two winters, and now it's like kind of heating up. It's like, oh, 
You know, baseball has been boring the last couple of winters. There's, not that, this, there's not that this one. period in October that's like the best three weeks of sports. Yeah. And I think this is like the second best time. Yeah. You got everything going on right now. College, yeah. NFL. Yeah. Off hot stove league. Yeah. It's it's great. So We were in Vegas for that, that other hot period. That was kind of nice. I got to tell you. That was, that was beautiful. Think about that every Friday. <laughs> All right, folks. There we have it. The NFL wild card round. The picks. From the guns and the coach, please be sure. You can go to gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the free picks are there, absolutely free. When you go there, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like it looks like my book. It's Cold Blood Red now. I switched up the, the image for 2020. It looks like my first book, Cold Blood Red. Click on it. Buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. And don't forget to use my book EAG when you bet on all these games because Nikki Guns finished in the top 100. In the super contest, right? Eighty second. Eighty second. Yep. I finished two hundred eighty first out of the money, but I did win. I should say I am co champion of the My Bookie AG affiliates. All the affiliates for My Bookie AG, they had a super contest separately for us and the coach who had not led all season nice. until week seventeen <laughs> nice. when he leaped up and tied. <laughs> I um oh my gosh what's uh I'm sorry I can't remember his name uh the guy who t- I tied with John L no no I I, I gotta look oh. it up I I tied sweet nice guy uh no John L won the super that's what it was yeah no, it's uh oh geez I'm gonna get his name here uh Tony Michaels Tony Michaels I tied Tony Michaels uh and we we both finished tied for first. In the, the my bookie AG super contest, so from now on I will be coach the 2019 my bookie AG affiliate affiliate super contest winner champion champion. There you go. Hey, if our boy Minnesota's listening to this, uh, that was in Vegas with us, Josh. We're root, we're rooting for you, brother. Let's go Vikings. Yep. Because <laughs> the coach picked the Vikings preseason to go to the Super Bowl. I got him in the NFC Championship. There we go. There we go. Hope everybody has a great finish to the work week. Enjoy your weekend and may the picks be with you.